Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. And now, Father, it is your word that spun the billions of stars into their places. It's your word that moves upon our hearts. And we ask that your word might put our hearts in the place that you desire. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Jesus, in our passage this morning, is going to make the most explicit statement regarding his identity as God with us. This statement constitutes sort of the the Everest in all of Scripture of Jesus self-identifying as God with us, as being one with God. And... And this statement resulted in the effort to kill Jesus without without reserve. Those who listened to Jesus were already mad at him. They were already trying to get him. But it is this statement that is considered to be the height of blasphemy. It's this statement that is considered to be a, a claim that demonstrates that this man is either a brutal liar or a a raving lunatic. In their minds, he's one of the two. There can be no other. But it is this statement that presses the question to all of us, or is he Lord? Is he who he says he is? Does his identity reflect some kind of a reality of a a deceiver, a liar? Does his identity reflect that he's some kind of a crazy man? Or does his identity reflect something far beyond that which we would ever expect? Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the Gospel of John, the 8th chapter. The people said, Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Pardon me, I started in the wrong place. The people said, you Samaritan devil, didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, Jesus, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. The people said, now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say anyone who obeys your teaching will never die? Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, if I want to glory for myself, it doesn't count but it is my Father who will glorify me. You say he is our God, but you don't even know him. 
I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him, and I obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say that you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them, and he left the temple. Word of the Lord. The fall of humanity occurs because the man and the woman wanted certain knowledge. They wanted to take from the tree and acquire certain, secure, absolute knowledge, and that they would thereby be like God. It was to arrogate the authority of God. It was an act of pride rising up against the God who made them and gave them everything. We think of the garden as a little place the size of this room. The garden is the whole planet. And the garden had one stinking tree. And God said, don't go to that tree, don't touch it. <laughs> like when my son was two years old, Christmas trees set up. I said, Brian, don't touch the tree. He went right to it. Almost dumped it. You know how it is. We're humans. We do this kind of dumb stuff. But the part of a little boy is not, that's not the arrogance and pride that we speak of, that we think of when we think of someone who is laboring to acquire certain secure knowledge where they know and they're going to tell everyone else and they know. So when Jesus speaks to the religious authorities, he's speaking to the people who are the most biblically knowledgeable people of his time. They knew their Bibles backwards and forwards and they knew the commentaries. They knew how all the, comments, all the comments in the scriptures, and they knew. And they were the ones who were saying that Jesus was a demon, a devil. They had certain secure knowledge. They had absolute certainty. And they with their secure, certain knowledge, told Jesus that he was a demon. When I was a kid, senior in high school, I argued vociferously with my dad because, of course, dad was always wrong. And um, as a as a young man, I was acquiring awareness of life and so on and so forth. And we were arguing one day about 
some kind of politics going on. And dad said, well, you're just a kid and you're telling me you don't know what you're talking about. And he, he left and I kept cutting the grass out front. He came back in a little bit and he said to me something that of course stuck with me. He just said, son, I'm sorry. When attacks become personal, the argument is lost. Because it was a personal attack on me because of my youth and inexperience and all of that. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you, that made me that much more arrogant. <laughs> that means I won. That means my argument was really the significant argument, and I, I got him. When I was done cutting the grass, I uh, went in the front door and I, he I heard mom and dad in the kitchen. And mom was scolding dad as, you know, moms should scold their, their husbands, you know, that, that kind of thing. And mom was scolding dad, why do, you, why do you boys fight so much? Why do you argue so much? And he said, well, it's, he said, this is kind of how, this is our, it's like intellectual wrestling, he said. But then dad said, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. And I thought, yeah, dad, you were wrong. <laughs> now, I think dad was so right in saying maybe I was wrong. Maybe the best thing we can experience in life is to be wrong. Maybe sometimes we are so certain, certain, we are so secure in our knowledge and we are so absolutely unimpeachable in our positions and opinions that we just know. And those religious authorities just knew. And they had no room in their hearts to accept what Jesus said. They didn't even question whether or not they were right. They never got to the point that they said, well, maybe they were wrong, except for Nicodemus. Nicodemus is the one who paused and asked perhaps he was wrong, that maybe, maybe this man was who he said he was. But out of their absolute, certain, absolute certainty, they went to kill him. And all of this came about through an argument about Abraham. If you belong to Abraham, they said, you wouldn't do thus and so. And Jesus replies, before Abraham even was, Abraham looked forward to the day that I would emerge. But they kept claiming Abrahamic authority. As if we don't know what that is. That's tribalism. The kind of tribalism that is dividing our culture to this day. Where we belong to this ideological perspective or that ideological perspective and we gather in tribes and we, we can't even talk to each other. I gave an invocation not too long ago and I I made the statement, I said, those with whom we disagree are not our enemies, they are our neighbors. And several came up to me to contend with me about that. 
And I simply said, look, if you're going to bring in a Christian pastor, I'm going to pray a Christian prayer. But they, they, wanted, they wanted everyone to be on that side. Everyone wants everyone to be on their side. We are children of Abraham. What do you know? You're not a part of this tribe. Jesus heard all this, and in this passage, he gets about as contentious as we ever hear him. He, he finally then says to them, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is speaking in all likelihood in Aramaic, which is a first century derivative of Hebrew. And yet, I've got a hunch that what Jesus said was actually in Old Testament Hebrew. Remember the story of Moses at the burning bush? If you don't remember, you've got to watch the Ten Commandments again next Wednesday night. The story of the burning bush is that Moses sees this bush burning and it's not being consumed. And God speaks from the bush tells Moses that he needs to go to Egypt to liberate the people. And Moses asks him, well, if I go, who shall I say has sent me? And the voice from the, from the bush, the voice of God says, I am what I am. Tell them that I am has sent you. I am then becomes the holy name of God that to this day is not pronounced out loud in Hebrew worship. It was spoken out loud once a year during the Day of Atonement in the Holy of Holies. And that was it. I am has sent you. And when Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. They took up stones immediately to kill him. And it says that Jesus somehow left. Jesus departed the temple. That's a harsh statement. Jesus departed the temple. So the question of sure knowledge is one that we should always attend to with a sense of our human pride. Well, I know, and we've heard so much of it on the news in the last couple of years, especially with this COVID stuff going on. Those claiming ultimate final authority, and they know. But maybe they're wrong. Maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe being wrong allows the goodness of who God is, the sweetness of our Savior Christ. Maybe being wrong is an opportunity to be set free of our own pride and arrogance, 
and to walk in humility. That was a lesson I learned that day from, from dad. I gotta say, I didn't learn much from dad. No, not at all. Dad was a dear man. But I thought about that and I knew I didn't really win any kind of an argument. What I did was one, what I won was an opportunity to hear dad in godly humility, talking to mom and acknowledging that he could have been wrong. And going from that, I learned I could have been wrong also. And maybe that's where we are, so that we not, we not take once again from that stupid tree. We not pluck that fruit that doesn't give rise to life, it gives rise to death. And instead allow the, the goodness of God to flood into us when we simply walk in the humility of his call. Will you join me in prayer? That, Lord, is the example that you give in humility. You went to the cross where your body was broken and your blood was spilt. And so, dear Lord, may we walk in your way. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.